0: This is the Elevate Church Podcast. For a list of messages and for all updates about events and more information, check out our Instagram, Facebook, or visit elevate.city. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Here's today's message. Listen, today we are talking about worry, okay? We're talking about worry. We're talking about stress. I think that the holidays are fun. I love the holidays. Any holiday fans, Thanksgiving fans, Christmas fans, okay? The tree's already up. The house is already decorated. If you're hating on me, I don't care, okay? I love it. But how many you know that sometimes the holidays can bring worry, can bring stress, and we're going to deal with it today? Verse 25, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. This is Jesus. He says, this is why I tell you never to be worried about life. Can I get an amen from somebody? never to be worried about life. For all that you need will be provided such as food and water and clothing, everything that your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than just clothing? Verse 26. Look at the birds. They don't worry about their existence. They don't plant or reap or store of food, yet their heavenly Father provides for each of them with food. Aren't you more valuable to your Father than they are? I sure hope so. I mean, it's like last summer I was grilling and a bird flew over my head and it pooped on my head. Okay, I, 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 it was a perfect shot. I thought, you are the devil and I curse you in Jesus' name, okay? So I sure hope I'm more valuable than some birds, okay? Verse 27. So which one of you, Jesus is asking today, which one of you today in here, by worrying, can add anything to your life? Anything. Verse 31. So then forsake your worries. That's why I say this. What will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For this is what unbelievers chase after. Verse 33. So above all, consistently chase after the realms of God's kingdom and the righteousness that proceeds from it. Then all these less important things will be given to you in abundance. It's not that God doesn't care about these things. They're just less important, yeah. okay? God cares about what you care about. Yes. I promise you that, okay? Um, I'll give you an example of this. You know, I, I hate to admit this, but the truth is that there are some times that I really struggle with worry and stress. Can I get anybody, anybody, your with me? Okay. Okay. It's just sometimes. And Mondays, I'm going to tell you right now, they're just really hard days for me. Okay. Uh, weekends are long. And by Monday, I'm mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. Okay. I, I mean, like when you all hit Friday, you're like, praise Jesus, it's Friday. You know what I mean? I'm like, ooh, it's Friday, and Sunday morning's coming quick. You know what I mean? So Monday for me, I'm just, I'm just zapped, okay. And this last Monday, I was just in a, in a, in a different mood. My mind was just everywhere. You know, last Monday I woke up and and my mind. You ever have moments when you wake up and your mind is already going? You know what I mean? Like, like it's already in worry mode already, you know? And I woke up last Monday, and then I was already thinking about, we got a bunch of financial commitments for the church right now, and I was just right, it was right there, right there on my mind. And, and then Monday, we had to set up for Crown, so we had a bunch of volunteers in here. Because, listen, on Mondays, I'm like antisocial. Okay. Don't call me. Don't text me. Like, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to see anybody on Mondays. And so, you know, I get to the church on Monday and, and listen, like everybody's like, yeah, it's crowned. We're so excited. Look at all this cool stuff. And I'm just like, Whoa. you know what I mean? Like I'm the Grinch, you know what I mean? And, and there's just, you know, there's a lot of, Things happening, and and I'm thinking about the basketball season, and both of our boys are playing. And and Michael's schedules like six days a week, and Ben's schedules like five days a week, and they're going in both. They're both going in different directions right now and we're trying to navigate our schedule and it's busy and I'm thinking about Thanksgiving's coming and Christmas is coming and the the financial end of those things and I'm thinking about You know, just all the events of those things that are coming and I'm thinking about the church's Christmas deal that's coming up and I'm trying to hear from God about 2020 and what God wants to do in the new year and elevate church and I'm just gonna say this. I was just in a bad mood. I mean, Monday, I was just, I was just, I was just in in that in that mood. And um, and we had, uh, you know, everybody's here at the church and we're setting up, and there was a couple issues. I was just dealing with some church stuff, and Drew Drew ended up telling me about about this issue, and I just got mad. Okay. How many of you have ever seen me just get mad before, okay? You just, you see it, like, it was a couple of weeks ago, we were playing basketball, and I got mad. Some of the guys were like, oh, wow. Wow, look at that. Look at Pastor Jeff getting mad, you know what I mean? Like, and, and I, in front of all of our volunteers, I just, I said something I shouldn't have said, okay? We'll just say it was the word dang it, but it wasn't the word dang it, okay? All right. And I, and I just, I, I was just mad, and I said it, and Jess, like, gave me this look, like the fire of of a thousand fires in her eyes, you know what I mean? Like, like burning through my soul, you know? And so, so, I leave, because I got to go, and I got some other things to do, and as soon as I get into the car, the Holy Spirit rebukes me. Can we just talk about that for a second? That it's okay for the Holy Spirit to rebuke you. That every one of us needs that. And every one of us needs to be attentive to the Holy Spirit. To let him say what he wants to say. Okay? Now, you all think that he probably wanted to deal with me about the curse word. And that's not what he wanted to deal with. Okay? Okay? This is what he said. He said, that's not who you are. He said, that's not who you are. He said this. He said, that's not the fruit of the Spirit. What's the fruit of the Spirit? Galatians 5.22 says, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness he said this he said you're not resting in me he said this you're allowing stress and worry to strip your joy and peace anybody else know what i'm talking about in life What's he saying? He's saying what Jesus said in verse 31 and 32. So then forsake your worries. Forsake your worries. For this is what unbelievers chase after. So when I worry, when I choose. If you're taking notes, write that word down, choose. When I choose, because I need you to understand something, okay? It's a choice because... You weren't born with worry, yeah. okay? I know. I know we got a bunch of enneagram. You know what? This in the house, okay? All right. I know. I know. It, I know it. And I think that you know what? This is what bothers me about it. Sometimes, is that sometimes we will do like a personality test, or we'll do something like that, and we'll we'll be like, oh, like my my, I'm a worrier. And, and, and we attach ourselves to this, like, idea of this number or this idea of this personality test. And it's like, see, the test said it. I'm a warrior. And the truth is what? God didn't give you that. Uh, listen, I'll prove it to you. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says this. For God will never, look at your neighbor and say never, look at your neighbor and say never, 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 okay? For God will never give you a spirit of fear, ever. He'll never give you a spirit of worry. He'll never give you a spirit of stress. He'll never give you a spirit of panic. He'll never give you this. But the Holy Spirit, he says, but I give the Holy Spirit that gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. So when Jeff chooses to worry I'm choosing what? To empower and agree with a lie. Amen? Amen. When I worry, I choose. I'm choosing to agree with the forces of darkness planned against my life to bring worry and fear and stress. Okay, so where, where does lies come from? They sure don't come from God, okay? Come from the devil, they come from hell. Ephesians chapter six, verse 10 says this. Now, but my beloved ones, I have saved these most important truths for last. Be supernaturally infused with the strength through the union of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what was the Holy Spirit saying? He's saying, listen, this morning, you are not in union with me. Did you get that? Yeah. Saying you're not in union with me, so stand victorious with the forces of his explosive power flowing in you and through you. Okay? You might have grown up in the Baptist church, but we aren't a Baptist church in Jesus' name, okay? We believe in the power of Jesus Christ. And it's flowing in you, okay? Verse 11, put on God's complete set of armor provided for us so that you will be protected as you fight against the evil strategies of what? Read it. Of who? Say it again. Who? All right, say it real loud. One, two, three. The accuser. The accuser. What does the accuser bring? Worry, stress, fear. Fear. Correct? It's not from God. Why did Jesus say unbelievers? He's showing us that stress and worry is all they got. If you're an unbeliever, what else do you have? You got to go get yours, you got to go make yours. If you don't know Jesus, you are all you have. Have fun. But Jesus is reminding us, you are not an unbeliever. Can we just give it up for ourselves? I mean, look. I mean, come on, give it up. I mean, clap it up for each other. I mean, I mean, listen. We are. Oh, that was weak. Y'all are weak. Oh, weak. Okay. Listen. You are here Sunday morning. Jesus is reminding you. You are not an unbeliever. You are a believer in Jesus. And Jesus is saying, Listen, I am here and I am with you right? Now, I am not by any matter telling you that what you go through isn't hard. I'm not here to tell you that what you're experiencing isn't stressful. I'm not here to tell you that there isn't moments in life that are just really, really deep. But Jesus is trying to tell you, I'm here with you to walk through every one of these moments with you. Okay, I'm here to help you. Go with me to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. It says this, As Jesus and the disciples continued on their journey, they came to a village where a woman welcomed Jesus into her home. Her name was Martha, and she had a sister named Mary. And Mary sat down attentively, attentively. If you've taken notes, write that down, attentively. If you're in your Bible, underline it, attentively. Mary sits down, and she's attentive before the master, before Jesus. It says this, absorbing. Have you ever read the Bible before, and you got done, and you're like, I have no idea what I just read. <laughs> I got no clue what I just read. You ever been to church before? You left on Sunday and you're like, I don't know, was that a good day? I, 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 I don't know what they saw, I talked about today, you know what I mean? You ever been in worship before? And you're looking around and you're like, wow, he's like He's like crying what's going on with me? You know what I mean? You're like, you're like, wow, that, that person's really excited about Jesus. And they're like, I got nothing over here. You know what I mean? See, there's a difference in absorbing. There's a difference in being attentive. There's a difference. Like, she, like she's hungry. Yes, yes. She's thirsty. She's like, He's got something that I need, and I'm here. I need to absorb everything he has to say because it is like it's like gold. Amen, amen. And so she runs after him. It, it goes on to say this in verse 40. But Martha became exasperated. What a great word. What a big word. <laughs> Don't you love the Bible sometimes? You're like, wow. What is it? it? She's just mad. She's just frustrated. She's angry. I love it. On school mornings, Jess gets up about 6 o'clock in the morning, you know, trying to raise three boys from the dead. You know what I mean? Get everything together. The other day, like, something dropped and fell, and I heard Jess – Just, you know, it's like a banshee woman cry, you know, ah, you know. She's just exasperated. She's frustrated, right? It says this, by finishing numerous household chores in preparation for the guest. I don't know about you, but if Jesus was coming to my house, I mean, I would clean like, I would take, the, like, the covers off, the, like, where the heat comes out. I would take those off and clean inside of there. You know what I mean? Like, if Jesus was coming to my house, you know what I mean? Like, it would be like, Mr. Clean, spick a span. You know what I mean? And so she is working hard. She's got people coming to the house. Jesus is there. And she's just consumed with all of these details for this event. goes on to say this, so... She interrupted Jesus. She interrupted Jesus. I don't know about you, but if Jesus came here today and one of you stood up and said something, I would be like, in the name of Jesus, you drop dead right now. You listen to Jesus. He is here, okay? You know what I mean? And she interrupts Jesus. How many times do we interrupt Jesus? Mm-hmm. We're in worship, and God's here, and he's like, I'm here to meet with you. And you're like, I'm too, I, I, I'm sorry, but I got to interrupt you. I got too much worry going on right now. That's good. That's good. I got too much fear going on right now. I got too much going on in my head to acknowledge that you're in the room. Right? We interrupt Jesus all the time. So she interrupts Jesus, and then she goes on a rant, right? She has her little, like, pity party, her little rant, her little moment. She said, Lord, Lord, you ever have one of those moments in the car? You're like, Lord, what's wrong with you, God? How could you have ever done this? She says, Lord, don't you think it's unfair that my sister, so she starts blaming other people? Yeah. Isn't that funny how this still happens in the church in 2019? You know, yeah. Like, Lord, isn't it unfair that I'm doing all this and that person, my sister's left me to do all the work myself? You should tell her, oh my gosh. Woo! Oh my gosh! She's got the goal to tell Jesus what to do. You know what I mean? I don't know about you, but like if I'm Jesus, I, it would have been like it would have been like a Thanos Snap. You know what I mean? It would have been like, Snap, you're gone. You are gone, you are off the earth. You know what I mean? Like I don't know who you think you are. I made you. You're gone. You know what I mean? Thank God I'm not God. I would probably, I would Thanos snap the whole entire world. You know what I mean? Just like, done. Okay. Some of you are like, what is a Thanos snap? You know what I mean? Eh, it's okay. You'll get it. Look it up. She says, you should tell her to get up and help me. You ever told God to do something? I don't know about you, but he doesn't listen to those prayers. For me, at least. God, you should tell this person to do this. He just laughs at me, you know. I can see him in heaven. He's like, oh, you're cute. You're cute. You're dumb. But I love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Verse 41. The Lord says, Martha! 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 My beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled? Pulled away by many distractions. Somebody here today needs to hear this. The Lord's saying to you, why are you troubled? Why are you worried? Why do you care about all these distractions? And You know what I love about this line? Jesus says this. Are they really that important? Are they really that important? Our uh, middle son, Ben, kind of struggled yesterday in basketball. He's playing on this fourth grade A team, and they ended up playing this Bellbrook fifth grade team, and these kids were just huge. And Ben told me that some kid trucked him yesterday, and it just didn't go well. And it just it brought... It brought worry to me, and this morning I was in the shower, and the Lord just said, why is that important? Amen? Right? Why is that important to you? The Lord was like, he's a good boy, and he loves me. Why why is that so important to you? right Jesus is saying what's so important aren't i the most important thing yes. verse 42 Mary's discovered the one thing that's most important by choosing to sit at my feet she is undistracted, and I will not take this privilege. Privilege. It is a privilege. It is a privilege to be in church on a Sunday morning. It is a privilege to hear the word of God. It is a privilege to be able to worship God. It is a privilege because I, get, I guarantee you this if you went to China today, you don't have that privilege. It is a privilege to be with Jesus. I got one point today. One point, you can write this down. You have to decide whose voice is more important in your life. Jesus or somebody else's opinion. Mary had to decide, is it Jesus' voice that's important or is it my sister's voice? How many of you know that some other people's voices can be really loud sometimes? Okay. Anybody know that? You feel pressure from a boss. You feel pressure from a family member. You feel pressure from a friend. You have some voices in your life that are really, really, really loud sometimes. And I got to tell you something. I've spent a large part of my life worrying about what other men think about me. The question is why. Okay, the question is why. I'm gonna tell you this. Because when your earthly father fails to give you the identity yeah. that you need, you search. Yeah. Okay? You, a lot of you know this. My dad left when I was two. Yeah. Okay? My earthly father, he is my earthly father, he failed to give me the identity that I needed. And many of you, even though you had your earthly fathers around, they failed to give you the identity that you needed. And when they fail to give you identity, there are scars and there are wounds. Okay? My scar and my wound is named rejection. Okay? It's just named rejection. And rejection works like this for me. It brought intense pain, lack of identity, and lack of confidence, okay, from my father that did not give me what I needed, okay? And because my father did not give me what I needed, I'm left open. I remember in eighth grade, there was a kid in my school. His name was TJ. He was kind of like the leader of the basketball team. And I wanted to sit at this table. It was a new school. I was being recruited for basketball, so I was brought to this school. I'm new to the school. I want to sit at this table. And I, and I came to the table, and, you know, like, I'm thankful that I got some fresh stuff on today. You know, I'm just grateful for that. But I didn't have any fresh stuff on in eighth grade. You know what I mean? And I walked up to the table, and the TJ looked at me, and he was like, you're not sitting here with those shoes. You're not sitting here with that shirt. He looked at me and he said, who do you think you are? Do you know what it feels like to be in eighth grade? And you are shaking because you are wondering, who are you? Because I'm poor. Why am I poor? Because my dad failed to do what my dad needed to do. My dad failed to be the father that I needed him to be. He failed to give me the identity and the protection that I needed. I got scars. And that scars brings what? Worry and fear of the unknown. Fear of what? Rejection. Because here's the lie. The lie is this. If my father my earthly father can reject me and never speak to me, then maybe God will reject me someday and never speak to me again. And you go, how could you believe that? I don't know how you believe some of the things you believe. But this is the lie in my soul. This is the scar in my heart. It's rejection. And because of rejection, what happens? It makes me chase, chase men for their love and approval. Yeah. Right? So every man that I worked for, every pastor I looked for, what was I looking for? I'm looking for them to fill in for my dad. I'm looking for them to give me assurance and confidence. I'm looking for them to tell me I'm okay. And so I spend my life worrying about what they think about me. Anybody else know what I'm talking about? Just running. I'll never forget. I'll I'll never forget, like, (laughs) I'm with, I'm with my pastor in Dayton, and we're about to start the church, and I am just freaking out because I'm about to leave everything. I'm about to move here. We got no money. We got no church, and I'm freaking out inside of me, and I remember I went to him, and I knew, I knew, I knew the Lord didn't want me to, but when when the wounds are so Deep inside of you, you just, sometimes it can you can't help it. It compels you. And I went to him, and I said, I told Pastor Brad, I'm, like, crying. I'm, like, I'm, I'm so scared. I'm, blah, 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 blah. And I remember he looked at me, and he was, like, what's wrong with you? And I was, like, I don't know. I felt like I was in eighth grade again with T.J., this prophet, his name is Wynn Goss, he came from Europe. He knew me in just for 10 minutes. He, he looked at both of us. He said, I see the word Cincinnati over your, over your head. He said, you're about to move to Cincinnati and start a church. He just got off a plane from Europe. Yeah. I was like, how do you know this? I mean, like, I know how he knows <laughs> this, but I'm like, you know, when you're in that moment when, when God reads your mail, and you're just like, what happened? I what's going on? You know? And this is what he told me. He said, God's removing you from every single man. Yes. And he is sending you on your own. And I didn't understand what he meant. And now I do. Yes. See, Luke chapter 4, worship team, you guys can come on up. Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Luke chapter 4, verse 18 and 19, okay? You got to understand something. God never intends to leave you where you're at, Amen. okay? So he will do unique things to heal you, okay? So the Lord sends me and my wife and my family here with nothing, But you know what it felt like? It felt like when Moses went to the wilderness. Right? Moses, he runs from everything he knows. And and God takes him to the wilderness. And God has a plan in the wilderness for, for Moses to find him. Just him. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, it says this This is Jesus speaking. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to be hope for the poor, freedom for the brokenhearted, new eyes for the blind, to preach to the prisons. Says this, you are set free. Amen. I've come to share the message of Jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. I'm just going to read this because I got to read it. According to Leviticus chapter 25, verse 9, a loud trumpet should be proclaimed. Liberty throughout the country on the 10th day of the 7th month of the Day of Atonement after the lapse of seven Sabbath years, 49 years. Did anybody get the math on that? No. 49 years. In this manner, every 50 years was the year of Jubilee. Every 50 years was a year of Jubilee. Now, I need you to understand what the year of Jubilee meant, okay? It meant this. All property and all things that were lost during the 50 years was given back to you. So if you had lost property, if you had lost items, if you had lost anything over that 50 years, it was automatically brought back Back to you. You were were bringing back what was yours. The second thing was this. All slaves, that was was Leviticus 25.10. All slaves would be set free. And the year of Jubilee, all slaves would be set free. So Jesus, Jesus says something crazy. He says this. I've come to share the message of jubilee for the time of God's great acceptance has begun. What is Jesus saying? I've come and in me, it is the year of jubilee every single year in your life. Every year. Every year. The year of jubilee. So whatever the enemy stole, it's got to come back. Whatever... Way the enemy has bound you in worry and fear and anxiety, you've got to be set free in the name of Jesus. Because, why? It is the year of jubilee. It is the year that Jesus reigns. Jesus has reigned. Jesus has defeated the enemy. Jesus has defeated darkness. Jesus has defeated worry. Jesus has defeated fear. Jesus has won and he's come to set you free in the name of Jesus. Amen. So we're going to do something special today. And if you're new here today, please come back. You might think this is weird, but I don't think it's weird. Okay. It's, it's actually super cool. We're going to do something really, really great. Bill, will you come on up here, okay? So in those days and times, they didn't have, like, a real trumpet, okay? They had a thing called a chauffeur, okay? Come on, come on, come on. Don't be, come on. And Bill has... Bill has some trumpets, and Bill's actually playing his trumpet at Christmas. Can we get an amen from some? Yeah, I mean, we're excited about that. <laughs> but I asked Bill to bring his chauffeur because when you blow the chauffeur, You are declaring to the enemy, we have victory over you. You are declaring to the enemy, I am not a part of your kingdom. I'm a part of the kingdom of God. You are declaring that worry and fear will not reign in my life. I will not accept it anymore. Jesus has come to set me free. He has come to my prison of worry. He has come to my prison of fear. And he is bringing me out of the prison and bringing me into victory in Jesus' name. So... I want it to be a year of jubilee in my life. I don't know about you, but I want a year of jubilee. I want a 2020 year of jubilee happening in my life. I want to be set free of fear. I want to be set free of worry. I want to be set free because that's what Jesus promised that he would do. Amen? So if you're in here today, you go, I want that. Stand up right now. You go, I want that. I want that. I want a year of jubilee. I want to be set free of worry. I want to be set free of stress. Come on, raise your hands to heaven. Come on. Just tell Jesus, say, Lord, I give you my worry. I give you. I forsake my worries. I forsake my fear. I forsake this in the name of Jesus. I let go of this. I walk away from this. I give it to you right now in Jesus' name. I give you 2020. Just say, Lord, I give you 2020. Say, Lord, I declare that is a year of jubilee. You say, "Lord, I declare, it is a year of jubilee in my life. It is a year, a year, a year of freedom, freedom, year of freedom, a year of freedom, a year of freedom, a year of freedom, a year of, a year of victory, a year of jubilee of oh, the goodness and the grace of God in Jesus' name." So this is what we're going to do, okay? Yeah, you can change the lights. Go ahead, change the lights. Okay. <clears throat> now, listen. When this horn blows, okay, we need to be excited. Go ahead. You can change all those. Go ahead. Turn them off. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Listen. Listen. We're just so too cool sometimes in church. Okay? Look at your neighbor. Say, "Don't be too cool right now." Okay? Don't be too cool. Okay? Okay? We're not we're not we're not we're not in the junior high lunchroom, right? Nobody's here to judge you. Nobody's here to make fun of you. Okay? Listen. We need to have some excitement. When, when, when we blow this horn, we need to agree with Jesus. We need to get loud. We need to get excited. We need to tell heaven that we are in agreement with what the Word of God says and proclaims over our life. Amen? Is that okay? Okay? And then we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to worship in His presence. Amen? Woo! You ready? Look at your neighbor say, you ready? Say, you ready? Say, you ready? Say, you ready? You ready? Oh, hold on. We got to get you in the middle. Come here. Come on. Raise your hands to heaven. Just start worshiping the Lord. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. We praise you. We glorify you. We honor you. We magnify you. We praise you. Worthy King of Kings. Worthy King of Kings. Worthy King of Kings. We worship you. We praise you. Come on. Come on. Just start worshiping Jesus. Start praising his name. Lord, we honor you. We glorify you. We praise you. We thank you, God, for your grace. We thank you for your mercy that covers us. We thank you for your goodness and your love. We thank you for the spirit of the Lord. We thank you for the power. We thank you that it is not by might, not by power, but it is by your spirit that we have victory in the name of Jesus. We declare a year of jubilee. We declare a year of blessing and favor and increase. We declare it in Jesus' name. Come on. Thanks for listening to Elevate Church Podcast. We'd love to have you join us for service on Sundays or at a dinner party on Friday night. Check out our Facebook, Instagram, or website at elevate.city for more information.